All right, now who's, who's ready to dig in? Who's ready to get after this? We're going to have some fun this morning. Let, let's pray together as we get in God's word. Lord, we are just thankful in this season of Advent, of just what we celebrate, that our God came for us. Lord, that, that you would love us enough and care enough for us that you would come in the flesh and live on our behalf, Lord. And for many of us who have been through many Christmas cycles, I just pray you'd give us a fresh appreciation, just a fresh experience of your very presence, of your very goodness. And even right now, Lord, I pray your word would do its work in our hearts, in our souls, our minds, so we can go out and be your people in this world, Lord. So speak to us right now. And everybody said, amen. Now, just last week, we started out this Christmas series we're simply calling Unexpected. And really, the premise of this whole series is that we have a God who, particularly through Christmas, reveals himself as a truly unexpected God. That he is and he does things that you never would have imagined him to be or do. And he also works in human history in our own lives in a very unexpected way. And sometimes it's the unexpected things God does that lead to some of the greatest work in our own lives. And actually, I, uh, I had this guy I went to high school with, and there was nothing particularly special about this guy, right? He was a little goofy, but nobody would have thought this guy had anything special about him, honestly, okay? I'm just being real with you. And I was hanging out with my sister a little while back, and she said, hey, you remember that guy from high school? And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember him. So I'm thinking she's going to say he married some girl we know or something like that. And she said, um, do you know that he's famous? And I'm like, well, okay, hold on. I mean, there's, there's Lifetime movie famous, and there's like HBO famous. What kind of famous are we talking about here? She's like, oh no, no famous, famous. And she starts opening up his social media. I'm like, how many zeros are behind all those follower numbers? And then she turns on Netflix. She's like, do you want to see his series that he has? I'm like, series? She's like, do you want to see the tour he's going on next year? I'm like, tour? Who is this guy? I went to high school with him? And we looked through all this stuff, and I, I never in a million years would have ever guessed that this would be the guy to break through in the entertainment industry. Never would have expected it. And can I, can we just, can I just be honest with you guys? Can I do real talk? You know what started going through my mind was my sister showing me the glory of this guy's life? I'm thinking, how much money is this guy making right now? Like, what kind of private jets is he flying around in? Like, what kind of life is this guy living who went to Plainfield Central High School? Okay, I am not the only one who's thought this before. Why them and not me? why are they starting to see some of those things happen in their life? I'm not seeing that kind of level of stuff. We look at other people's lives and say, okay, why is the career taking off? Like, I'm not seeing the same trajectory. Well, why are they living in that house? And I've got this apartment. Why, um, why does he still have all his hair? I see you there on the front row. I see that head of hair. I see some of you guys out there, all right? That was a little bit too close to home. But I'm telling you, we have these feelings. Sometimes it's hard to recognize the blessings of God in your life, but it's very easy to see what looks like massive amounts of favor on other people. You look at it and you just wonder, did I miss something? Like, like did I disqualify myself somehow? Maybe I missed a turn on the off-ramp of what God had for me? Like, maybe I messed something up? Like, something's not going the way for me as it seems like it's going for other people. Like other people's lives look like just an Instagram highlight reel and I'm still living in my space. Like this doesn't work. That's a millennial reference for all the millennials in the room. That's for you guys. So this is a hard thing to process sometimes though. Why does it seem like there, there's more favor in different places, more blessing in different areas? And today I want to talk about the favor of God 
and how it works. Because we have expectations for how God's favor works in somebody's life, and yet we see that actually God is very unexpected in the ways he works in your life. And the type of favor and blessing he wants to pour out on you. And actually, this first Christmas reveals a lot of how this works. So I want to spend a couple minutes to talk about when favor finds you. I want to lean into this idea for a couple minutes. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1. I'm going to start verse 26 again. This is speaking to the first Christmas. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Okay, so we hear some names maybe you recognize. <clears throat> we get introduced to this Elizabeth character. She's a, Mar a relative of Mary. You'll hear more about her next week. We get introduced to Gabriel. Interestingly, he's one of the few angels actually named in the Bible. And so he's working in a big part of this first Christmas. But now we get introduced to Mary. Now, I'm sure there's many of us in here. You have heard of Mary before. All right, you've heard the stories, but I want to just reorient us, okay, so we can set some common ground. Mary, at this point in time, she's somewhere around 13 to 17 years old. She, she's most definitely a young teenage girl, and she's living small-town life, everybody. All right, th this is Nazareth. This is podunk, okay? This is podunk world. Where are my country folk at? Come on. We got some people with horses in this church. I know who you are. I see cowboy hats in this church every now and then, okay? You know who you are. Does anybody know where, what is it? Eckley, Colorado is. Anybody know where Eckley, Colorado is? You know why you don't see any hands? One hand back there? Because it's a tiny no-name town in eastern Colorado, okay? No offense to eastern Colorado, but it's Kansas, right? It's really Kansas. It's not Colorado. We're talking about eastern Colorado here, everybody, okay? There's nothing going on here. You got to appreciate this moment, especially if you come from a Catholic background. There's like this aura around Mary, but you have to understand she's a poor Teenage girl doing small town life. She's not going to the private prep school down the street. She doesn't come from money. There's no privilege here. This is a very simple life that this girl is living. And the interesting thing is she's in a very critical season of her life right now. She's engaged. Now, if you missed last week, she's not just engaged because there's some cultural nuances here. She's in her pledge season. At this moment in your life, if you're pledged, you're actually married. You're technically a husband and wife already, but you spend a year living with your parents to prove your faithfulness and purity to the other person. You prove you ain't getting pregnant somehow, which we're going to see doesn't work out very well for Mary during this season, okay? The timing doesn't work out too well, but this is where she's at. She's an engaged young girl getting excited about her life. Now let's see how this plays out though. Verse 28, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now stop for a moment. Can you think of any point in your life where you had the favor of another person? Like you had their hand of blessing on your life. Like some of us here, maybe you played some sports growing up. You just had a coach who took an interest in you and they just invested extra in you. They gave you extra opportunities and they helped you in that way. I think a lot of us, maybe you know that feeling of having a teacher that for some reason just seems to favor you in some way. And maybe even they, write, they write you a recommendation letter that grossly exaggerates all your capacities and skill sets and personality, but they favor you. I remember I had a coworker at one point, one, one of my first ministry jobs, I'm 21 years old, and I had this tiny little cube in the corner with all the boxes, nobody wants to talk to you, right? And there's a guy just a little bit across the hall who had one of the fancy suites. He was high up a couple levels. And for some reason, he just took an interest. And he would open his door to me, we'd hang out, he'd mentor, we'd do a little bit of life together, he kind of became a friend. And before I knew it, this guy started to give some favor, though. 
I ended up in a car ride with one of the most influential pastors in the world right now, just chilling, hanging out in the car with this dude. Then a couple months later, I find myself in the executive offices of some of the four most influential church leaders in the world, just chilling with my feet up on their table, eating their snacks. This is an incredible experience, everybody. A room I should not have been in. It was favor, though. And the weird thing is, those open doors and favor opportunities even set a trajectory for my own life today and some of the relationships I even have. There's favor. Now, the favor of a person is pretty nice to have. They can do some things for you. What do you think the favor of God can do in your life? What do you think it's like to have the hand of God on your life? What kind of favor is that? Gabriel says to Mary, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. God knows this girl by name. His very presence is on her life. Now, you just got to stop here. Because again, some of you guys are like, well, yeah, of course, it's Mary. No, stop. Exactly. It's Mary. This is poor, small town, podunk, Eckley, Colorado Mary. Okay? There ain't nothing going on here that make anybody think she would have the high favor of God on her life. Nobody's looking at Mary and saying, oh, yeah, she's the one. That's who God's going to pick. And you know what? I'm wondering how many of us probably feel that way about ourselves. I can almost guarantee if I sat down with most of us in this room and I asked you after church, do you have the favor of God on your life? I think some of you guys would be like, okay, Brian, slow down just a little bit, okay? I think God loves me. Jesus is cool. But favor? I mean, I don't know if I go as far as favor. I think he kind of likes me. I mean, a lot of us, we look at our lives like, Brian, my job, that's not favor, okay? You look what I'm doing right now. You see who I'm married to right now, Brian? That ain't favor right now, okay? I know I'm meddling a little bit. Let's just be honest, though. Some of you guys don't feel like you're favored because who you're stuck with right now. Some of us, can we just be honest? One look in the mirror, we're like, that ain't favor right there. I am not living in the favor of the Lord. This is just real talk. There's very few people who would have the confidence to say, I really feel like I have the favor of God on my life. And yet you have to see this. Mary is living proof that God's favor is unexpected. God's favor shows up in places you wouldn't expect. God's favor shows up on people you wouldn't expect. And the criteria we often use for who gets the blessing and favor of God is not the same criteria that God uses. It's totally unexpected. So look at Mary's response to this in verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words, understatement, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Now, here's what's fascinating to me. The favor of God on Mary is initially met with fear. Mary's first response isn't, oh, yeah, I got this. I'm walking into this favor. I've been waiting for years. I've been praying. It's about time, God. No, she's freaked out. Now, give, we'll give her a little grace here. There's an angel showing up. He's telling her all this crazy stuff. We're going to give her a little grace. But how interesting that even last week, if you missed it, Joseph's first response to even the favor on his life was fear, just like Mary's. I think sometimes we think, oh, when God shows up in my life, I'm going to be all in it. I'm going to be confident. There's going to be a swag. I'm going to be good. And yet you see here, many times, when God's favor shows up in your life, you're going to be freaked out. 
you're going to poop yourself, okay? That's what's going to happen. This is what the favor of God really looks like. You are not going to feel up to it. It's not going to be anything you expected. And Mary, I'm sure, is wondering, me? Favored? No, no, no. You, you got the wrong person. Like, she doesn't even see this in her own eyes. This isn't something she was even looking for. You got to see God's favor in your life is not something you're usually going to see. You're not going to initially recognize it. It may even freak you out. But look what Gabriel says. You know why you don't need to be afraid, Mary? You have found favor with God. This is why you can have confidence. Now, a little while back, Nicole and I had some friends who gave us box seat tickets to Ball Arena for an event, everybody. Box seats, okay? Not that lame, cheap stuff that I always sit in normally at the very top nose. Box seats, everybody. Don't, don't act like this isn't a big deal right now. You're all looking like you sit in the box seats every week, okay? I know you're in the cheap seats too, like me. And they give, they, they give us box seats to a, to a show. Now, in, in full confession, the show was Disney on Ice, okay? So I'm just going to be honest. Now, here's the thing, though. It's amazing, so don't you dare judge. It's an incredible show with unbelievable characters and performances, okay? But here's the funny thing about this whole deal. I was actually kind of nervous about the whole thing because he's like, just put this thing on your phone. You're going to be all good. And I'm walking up to the gates thinking, there ain't no way these people are going to believe that I'm the box seat guy. They're not going to believe this. And I walk right up to this worker, and I'm, I just flash my phone, and she's like, oh, right this way, sir. You get away from the riffraff. You don't have to be with them. You come this way, down this special lane. And so we get, we get walked personally to this special door. My phone flashes. It opens green. The door opens. And just understand, everybody, when I looked into this box seat room, the glory of God descended down into this room. <laughs> and there was food and cushioned seats and thrones and goblets and all sorts of things. I mean, multiple meats. It was a seven-course meal. And the first thing that goes through my head is, oh, okay, this is how they get you. Okay, you get the box seat, but then you pay $15 for the Twinkies. That's how they get you. So I just asked the worker, I'm like, oh, okay. I said, how much is the food? And she goes, oh, well, it's included. It's already paid for. I said, what? <laughs> Pay for? Nicole, open your pockets. We are bringing leftovers home as much as we possibly can. I stuffed so many pockets full of cake pops, you wouldn't even believe. I loaded my pockets with all that food. And it was this incredible experience. And you know what was so crazy? I did nothing to earn that experience. It was a totally free gift. I just had to step into it. It was the favor of my friends that got me through those doors. And you need to understand, you read this, it says, Mary, you found favor with God. We read that and we think, oh, okay, it's Mary. She's special. She, she was doing something. She, she must have earned the credit. She found the favor. She earned this. Well, actually, you know what the literal reading of it is? God's favor found you. Mary did nothing for this favor. She did nothing to manufacture it. God said, there is a special purpose. There is a unique plan. The cake pops are included, Mary. This is all grace on your life. You need to know this. You don't find God's favor. His favor finds you. He places his hand on your life. He brings his presence. And you need to hear me today, everybody. Nothing compares to the favor of God. There's nothing. I'm telling you, it might be nice to have a coach that likes you. That recommendation letter from that teacher is good, but here's the thing. The favor of God, 
That's what takes a guy like Moses and gives him the power he needs to lead two million people out of slavery, to part the seas and to feed them for 40 years in the desert and give them a land that they even have today, guys. That's the favor of God. The favor of God takes a woman like Ruth, who is a destitute, displaced, impoverished widow, and places her right into a providential marriage that makes her a progenitor of King David and Jesus himself, everybody. The favor of God takes a guy like Daniel and gives him the courage to face lions and to step into wisdom and insight and even prophetic visions for the future of humanity and even influence and lead some of the greatest nations that have ever existed. Guys, I'm telling you, God's favor, it parts the seas, it breaks down walls, it heals, it raises the dead, it saves a human soul. It's the favor of God. You gotta, you gotta look through the Bible sometime and just look for these words. The Lord was with this person. His hand was on this person. And you see that there is just a spiritual wind at these people's back. And they start doing things that are totally unexpected. They start doing things that are beyond anything they could have ever imagined for their own lives. They defy the very possibilities of what can even happen in this world. And you need to know, if you have the favor of God, it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what kind of resistance or obstacles you face. Nothing will stop the favor of God in your life. Nothing can stop it. God's favor finds you. But here's the thing. Who wants some of this favor? I want some of this. All right, give me some of that. How does this work? How do you, get, how do you tap into this good stuff right here? What we've got to talk about Favor that fits. We've got to talk about some favor that fits here. Let's continue in the passage here. Verse 31, he's talking to Mary. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You're to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Holy cow. That's another level right there. Now, here's what's crazy to me. You know what God's saying to Mary? You don't understand. You know what your favor looks like, Mary? Being a mom. That's the favor I have for you. Your favor is coming in the form of a baby. This is custom-designed favor just for Mary. Now, every single person in here, if I ask you, what do you think the favor of God looks like in your life, you probably have some expectations. You're like, oh, I know what it looks like, all right? It ain't that beater car out in the parking lot, I'll tell you that, okay? It's, it's a much nicer house than the one I'm living in right now, okay? It's a ring by spring, everybody. That's what it is. In Jesus' name, we got any single ladies in the room? Come on. We got an idea of what we want the favor to look like. We got expectations, but hear me today, everybody. This is critical. God gives his favor for his purposes, not our preferences. His favor is for what he wants to do in your life. Not for what all the little buggerless things you want. It's his purposes. You don't get to choose the favor you receive. You don't get to pick it. He's already got the plan for you. And I know this sounds real cheesy, but it'll stick in your mind, okay? So bear with me with the daddy jokiness this sounds like. But God's favor has different flavors, okay? I know it's so lame, but you won't forget that. He's a Baskin-Robbins God, all right? It's 31 flavors and more. He's got all types of flavors. But I'm telling you, here's the thing. God's favor works in different ways. Let, let me, I'm true. It's right here in the passage. It's verse 36. Look how this plays out. 
even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child at her old age. And she, who is said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. So, so here's what's interesting. Now Gabriel's speaking to the favor on Elizabeth. So Elizabeth gets pregnant too. Now she wasn't able to have kids, so this is an amazing miracle. God's favor's on her life. Now think about the comparison, though, of Elizabeth and Mary. Think about this. Elizabeth pretty much went her entire life not having kids. I mean, this is a horrible thing to go through, especially in this culture. I mean, it'd be embarrassing not to have kids. I mean, that was an unfortunate situation. And she and Zechariah aren't able to have kids. And then she gets pregnant in her old age. Amazing miracle. But here's the thing. Mary gets pregnant as a teenager. God's favor shows up decades before it does for Elizabeth. And Mary, maybe you don't even know the whole story. After she and Joseph have Jesus, they actually have more kids. Jesus had human brothers and sisters in his family that he grew up with. So Mary gets to raise a whole Brady bunch, okay? There's some family favor on her. And here's the thing, Elizabeth, she has John the Baptist. Great kid, I'm sure. Mary gives birth to the Savior of the world, though, everybody, okay? That's a little bit of an upgrade right there. Elizabeth, she's this old lady having a kid. I'm sure Elizabeth is like, Lord, I'm old. You're telling me to raise this kid in diapers? I'm in diapers, okay? You're telling me to change him? I need to be changed, okay? This isn't exactly good timing for me. This is very inconvenient. And the, what I'm getting at with this is, I'm, I'm sure Elizabeth was overwhelmed and so grateful for the favor of God in her life. We don't get any indication that she's jealous or comparing with Mary. It's just me. I'm just more petty. So, and what I know, though, is many of us, if we were starting to compare the favor in these situations, if we're Elizabeth, we're thinking, well, hold up, God. Why, why does she get that? Why, why did I have to wait five, six decades for my, my, my blessing? And it's happening right away for her? I'm grateful, Lord, but why, why does she get that and, and, and I get this? And I think this is how we think about a lot of our lives. Think, Lord, yes, I am grateful, but why, why, why do they get that favor? How come I don't have that? Did, did I miss something? Do you just like them better? Like, I feel like I'm kind of getting cut out of this deal here. And you know, when it came to my story... I had no intentions of ever going into ministry, everybody. It's not exactly a career you pursue, okay? How many of you want to be standing right here doing my job right now, all right? Just be honest, public speaking is not usually somebody's favorite thing to do. I had no interest. Nobody suggested it. I wasn't pursuing this. I actually had a plan to go into medicine. I'm like, if I'm working so hard to do these grades, I might as well get paid for it, right? Let's make this work out. And how cool would it be to be called Dr. Bigger? It just has a nice ring to it. I like it. I had a plan. I had expectations. And then it was during college where God started speaking to me. And I sensed him saying, Brian, my favor for you is not in medicine. My favor for you is in ministry. That's what I have for you. And I said, oh, no, Lord, you got this all wrong. You see here saying I got a list. I got a plan. I got a timeline. This is what we're going to do. People are going to call me doctor. This will be good. I'm going to be rich, okay? There's a plan here. And it was months and months of wrestling when I had to die to my own preferences. I had to die to what I thought God's favor would look like on my life. It wasn't what I expected. It wasn't even what I initially wanted. And you know, it was just in the last couple of years when I'm sitting in these chairs right in this room, minding my own business, just doing my thing at this church, and Pastor John has to come over and be like, oh, hey, Brian, 
I have a crazy idea. I think there's some favor in this idea. What would it look like for you to join the staff of our church? And I said, get behind me, Satan, okay? That's what I think. Because I got plans. Nicole and I were getting ready to start a new church. That's where I thought God's favor was. I want to start a new church. And Pastor John's like, I, th I think there's some favor here. And we go on this journey, and Nicole and I realized God's favor for us was not in what we thought it was going to be. And it was actually right here for us at Northern Hills, something we never expected, something we didn't even have on our radar. And I'm telling you, so many times, the favor God has for you is nothing you ever would have expected. It's not anything you were ever looking for. But when you find it, when it finds you, I'm telling you, there is a grace in it. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. When you, when you know you're walking in the purposes that God has for you, there's a confidence in it. There's just a peace that you have in it. Even when you're facing all of the challenges and struggles, you just know, God, this is where you've placed me. And I know this is where your favor is for my life. So I have to ask some of us here, where is God's favor for you? What favor does God have for your life? What's his flavor on you? Are you trying to get God's favor in a place he has not purposed for your life? Some of us in here, you're like, but she's a hottie, Brian. You got to know. She might be, but is God's favor on that relationship? Is there favor there? Yes, that opportunity comes with a raise, but is God's favor in that company for you? I know everybody's right now thinking about moving to a state that doesn't have snow. This is the time when you start dreaming about going further south. Is God's favor for you in that place, though? Is that really where God has called you? You know why some of us are frustrated here today? Because you're looking for favor in all the wrong places. God will not bless what he has not purposed for your life. He won't do it. He will not put his favor on your preferences. It's only his purposes for your life. And some of us, you, need, you just need to change some, some of the ways you look at this. Some of us, you're, you're in a job right now you hate. You don't like your job. It's a grind. It doesn't feel like you're favored. And sometimes, you know what our first prayer is when we hate it? We think, God, deliver me from this pit of hell, okay? Get me out of purgatory. I am trapped here. I need to be delivered. And you know what your first prayer really should be? Lord, I may not like it, but is your favor for me here? Is there favor in this place for me? Because if there is, then I'm going to push it out. I'm going to persevere because this is where you want me. Some of us in here, you are single right now and you are frustrated. You're like, where is my boo bear? Where are they? Serve at Christmas. We'll try and hook you up, okay? I'll just plant that seed in there. But, but truly, it's a hard thing. It's tough. And maybe you need to step back and be like, okay, God, I'm a little frustrated. Not what I expected. I'm on a timeline right here. The clock is ticking. But what favor do you have for me when it comes to my relationship status? Where's the favor in this season? Some of us right now, you're in marriages that are a little bit of a mess right now. It's not what you want it to be, what it could be. And sometimes just the prayer is, God, just give me out. I just want release. And I understand that there's sometimes a conversation for that. But at the same point, I think the heart should lean into God. Is there favor in this marriage? Do you have favor in the future of this marriage? Because if there is, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to work on this thing. I'm going to lean in. Some of us, it's time to do some work with God.
You got to step back and say, Lord, where's the favor for me? I see what you're doing in everybody else's lives, and that's great, and I celebrate it, but where's the favor for me? What's the unique plan you want to work out in my life? And even if it's not expected, even if it's not what I even wanted initially, Lord, if it's what you want for me, then I want it too. Because that's where I know your favor is. It's got to be favor that fits everybody. Does the favor fit you? It's critical. It's going to find you. It's got to fit. But there's a third piece to this to make this whole thing come together. We're going to round this out right here. You have to have faith for favor. You've got to bring the faith for it. Let's pick up in the passage again. Verse 34, Mary says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. Again, they didn't even have dial-up internet yet, but they knew how babies were made, everybody, okay? So she understands that this isn't supposed to work. Now, last week we talked about how God's plans often are literally impossible. That there's things God wants to do in and through your life that you cannot do in your own resources and strength. That's usually what God will call you to. That's how you sometimes will even know. And now look how... Gabriel answers in verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. This is the virgin birth, everybody. This is one of the central tenets of the Christian faith. That Jesus wasn't just some kid born to some woman. That he was God in the flesh, an immaculate, supernatural conception. And last week, if you remember, we said if it's God's plan, it's God's problem, right? How am I going to have a baby, Mary asks. God's like, don't worry about that. This is my plan. And if that's the case, it's my problem to figure it out. So same thing working out in Mary's life. If God's got a plan for you, you don't even need to stress. He's already got it figured out. Now let's jump to verse 37, because we read 36 about Elizabeth. For no word from God will ever fail. And look at Mary's response. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Man, people are going to fail you. We've all had people fail us in here. You're going to fail yourself. We do a great job of screwing our own lives up. Some of you, this is your word for today. God will never fail. He will never fail you. Not a single word, not a single promise. He will never come up short. Gabriel's saying, you can trust every single promise from God. And some of you really need to ask yourself, you feel like God is failing you right now and you need to step back and really ask, is he really failing me? Or am I seeing his amazing faithfulness day by day? May not be what I expected, but he is proving himself faithful. He, he will never, ever fail you. And yet this is still something we struggle with, isn't it? Because when our lives start to unfold, we think, whoa, 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 hold up, God. No, no, no. This, this isn't what I had planned. This isn't what I expected. This isn't what I wanted. Here's my list. This is what you're supposed to do, Lord. This is what I've been praying for every single day. Where's the answer, God? Like, we had a deal. Isn't that how this is supposed to work? I mean, why else would I be going to church? I mean, I got all dressed here. I mean, if you're not going to come through, why am I doing this? And we wouldn't want to admit this, but if you really dug down at the core of some of those feelings, you know what's really at the heart of that? God, you exist to serve me. Isn't that why you're here? To help me accomplish all of my plans? My dreams? Like, God, 
This is your job. And you think of how Mary could have responded to Gabriel in this moment. Well, hold up. You're telling me I'm going to have some baby and all this stuff, but what about Joseph? Are you going to get him in the loop on this thing? Because that's going to be awkward. Um, what about my family? What's everybody going to think? How's this going to play out? I kind of was looking forward to small town, simple life. This complicates things a little bit. Just think of all the things that could have been swirling through her mind to push back on this plan. And yet, what does Mary say? I'm the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled in my life. You know what the heart of Mary is? Lord, you don't exist to serve me. I exist to serve you. My entire life is yours. And you know what that is, everybody? That's faith for favor right there. That is the faith for favor. Because it's faith for favor Favor says, oh yeah, I got questions. I don't even understand how this all fits. This isn't even really what I asked for. But here's what I know. God, you will never fail me. I know that. And so I can trust my entire life to you. Whatever plans you have, Lord, I'm your servant. I want your word to be fulfilled because I know where that, that's where the favor is. I know that's where you're going to fulfill your purposes in my life. And I'm telling you, everybody, when you get to that place in your life, when you just say, God, whatever it is, I'm here to serve. Whatever you have for my life, I'm telling you, that's when the favor comes. That's when the favor can fall down on your life. Because that is a heart God can trust. And I'm telling you, that is when you will see the purposes of God, the power of God in your life, this grace for favor, this confidence, this peace that you can walk in. I'm telling you, everybody, there is a holy swagger when you have the favor of God. He's got something for you. Every person in here, God has unique favor for your life. He wants to work it out. Every person here. But I know as we get ready to close here, what goes through so many people's minds with this particular topic is, oh, Brian, maybe he's got favor for some other people. Favors for the pastors, the, the spiritual people. Which, side note, Mary was never a pastor. She was no spiritual worker. We think, oh, no, the favors for, for, for those people over there I've messed up way too much. I've screwed my life up. I've made way too many mistakes. God's already on plan F for my life. I've missed all the first opportunities. Like, it's over, Brian. I don't deserve God's favor. You know what I'd say to that? You're absolutely right. You're more right than you even know. You don't even come close to deserving this. You have royally screwed up your life. And I have too. None of us even gets close to living up to the standard of what really deserves the favor of God. And you know why? That's why we celebrate Christmas. It's exactly why we're here. Because we have a God who left the infinite favor of heaven to come to this broken, sinful world. And what's so crazy about this is we have a God, Jesus himself, who is the only person who has ever lived on this earth who truly deserved the favor of God without sin. He was the only one who could actually stand and say, all of God's favor should be pouring out of my life. But instead, you know what? He had all of God's favor taken away from him. Completely poured out of his life for us. On that cross, Jesus had what we deserved nailed to him. Our sin, 
our judgment, the wrath of God was placed on him in that moment. Everything we deserved. And yet, the unexpected happened, everybody. And three days later, he rose from that grave. He defeated death. He defeated sin. And now, the floodgates of favor have opened up from heaven. God's grace and love is pouring out on your life. He is reaching out to you. His very presence is flowing through your life. This is the unbelievable, unmerited, highly favored life that God has for you. This is what you were called to. Some of you, you are Christians in here. You are walking with Jesus. But you are not walking with that holy swagger. You don't have that confidence. You think you're eating humble pie, saying, oh, no, 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 I don't deserve the favor of God. But you don't understand. You already have it in Jesus. God's favor is already on you. By his grace, you have been saved while you were still a sinner. And so some of you, you need to walk in confidence as you leave this place saying, God has favor for me, and I want to walk in it. Show it to me, God. I want to live this thing out. But I know that some of us in here too, you truly have not had this experience with Jesus of heaven's favor, of the forgiveness of God and the grace of Jesus flowing into your life. And I'm telling you, he wants to pour his favor out on you. Forgiveness and grace, the hope of eternity. He wants to walk with you. He wants his very presence flowing in and through your life. This is what he has for you. And you need to receive that grace today. You can put your faith in Jesus. You can start a relationship with him and he will work his purposes out in your life into eternity. That is a promise you have from God. He will not fail you. You can trust your life to him. And for all of us, as we move forward, you need to hear me today, brothers and sisters in Christ, you are highly favored. You are highly favored here. The Lord is with you. His presence is with you. And it's going to go with you today. And so I want to give you this challenge. May his plans be fulfilled in your life. Do you receive this in Jesus' name? Let's pray together. Lord, we just worship you right now in this moment. God, your favor, there is nothing like it. That we would have the favor of God, Lord. That you would choose to bring your very love and grace on our lives, Lord. It is nothing we could have ever expected or deserved, but it is your unbelievable grace. Thank you for your favor, God. I pray for anybody in here that feels like they just don't deserve it, they have messed up too much, they fall too far short, that they've missed the opportunity, I pray you would just remove those lies and that you would give us the confidence to step into your favor for us, whatever that may look like in each of our lives. I pray for clarity on those things. I pray for you to just direct us and help us step into where your favor is. And if you're in here and these are just new concepts to you, you know that you've never truly stepped into a relationship with God, right now you can do that. You can invite the favor of God, his very presence, his grace, his forgiveness, his purposes for you. This is what Jesus wants for you. He is alive. He defeated sin and death. And even right now, you can reach out in your heart and mind. You just pray right now, Lord, I invite you into my life. Jesus, save me. I want your favor. I want your plans. I want your purposes. 
I give you my life, Lord. May your words be fulfilled in me. And Lord, I pray for every person reaching out to you. I pray for salvation in this place. I pray for hope, Lord. I pray for transformation. I pray that you would just bring new hope to marriages and families and people's lives, that you would open the door of your favor on everybody in here, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that we would trust no word will ever fail from you, God. And now may we walk in it because we are your servants, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's message. If you would like to learn more about Northern Hills, you can go to nhills.org. You can also follow us online on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram for more updates and events. We look forward to seeing you next week.